I've never asked for an armor bearer, but I might need one right now. <laughs> Scrap one each arm if that's what they do. Praise God. That kind of got all up all over me. Wow. It's been a while since I've been up in here. I've missed you. Just, just seeing if y'all awake out there. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. You know, I'm going to say this. I had an intro that was going to go another way, but I'm going to start from the end and work backwards just for a second. Listen to me. Got all y'all's attention? Have you ever had thoughts, I'm not good enough? Come on, raise your hand. Have you, huh? Both hands, both feet. I, if I lifted the other foot, I'd fall. Have you ever had thoughts that I just can't do this? Yeah. Here am I, God, send Aaron. You get it? Now, I don't want to be cliche tonight, but I can't help myself just for a second. You know that old cliche, you got stinking thinking? No, I'm going to go deeper than that with that. You have a demonically influenced pattern of thinking. That'll get on you. Boy, those lights are bright. I feel like I'm in the Academy Awards. That's right. Amen. Praise God. So, if you were under what I just said, said a, a couple of seconds ago, evidently that was important, and that's hit you, or you've dealt with it, or you are dealing with it, I'm going to give you some comfort tonight. Because the Lord told me, He said, Carrie, when I was in worship this morning, He said, This is going to be some exhortation. You know what? So there's going to be some comfort, some consoling. There's also going to be instruction. Because in exhortation, there's instruction that comes. Amen? Am I right? Instruction. So I'm in Myrtle Beach. And this is the funny part. I'm in Myrtle Beach and I'm walking up. Get ready, time for my picture. But hold on, don't tell me nothing. And I'm walking, we're walking in this place, and it's, you know, it's just a, it's a tourist trap, man. It's got all these stores and all these things that you can walk in and out of and look and, you know, you know buy the T-shirt, buy the bead necklace. I mean, it's just, you know, stuff that I would, like, pull my fingernails out to keep them having to go in, right? And I walk up to this one store, and it just caught me, and I just stood there amazed. Now you put the picture up. The stupid factory. And I went, oh, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding. And the first thing, and this is me pointing, right? I'm pointing to the stupid factory. Don't look at my chicken legs. The first thing I thought is, when you hang out with the devil, you fellowship with the devil, you have just entered the stupid factory. 
that's what came to me. I'm standing in the street looking at this, and that's what came to me. You have just now entered into his domain. And this is the, this is the thing. I said earlier, this is going to be about thoughts, words, and actions. And see, we teach in this ministry that your words frame your world. Let me go a step further. Your thoughts frame your words. Now, I got to back up just a minute and I got to give some props to Dr. Siddiqui, who's not here, but he taught on something that so hit me with the spirit of revelation in this. And it was a scripture that I could quote from memory, but it hit me a whole new way. And it told me just how important that my words are going to become. Because in Genesis 1 and 26, it said, let us make man in our own image and give him what? Complete authority. I don't want to preach his message, but it so penetrated me. And it let me know that my words are so important to what I say. Because if God delivered complete authority, that means he let it go. And he gave it to me. And whatever I speak into the atmosphere does what? It changes something or creates something. Now, here's the kicker with this. It can do it for evil or it can do it for good. Right? Thank you. So, let's go to the very first thing, the thought. And I've said... And, and, and some of these things came to me in worship, you know, and I, sometimes you, you, ever, you ever get a revelation from God in worship and you go, God, is that right? You ever do that? You'll be sure hearing it. So I've learned, ain't nobody else speaking to me when I'm in worship like that, when I get into this place. So it's a relationship that you learn to trust God when you hear his voice. That's me, right? All right. So let's look at the thought. If you will go to, and listen, some of this night is going to be so redundant, but this is the season of what? Burial. Come on, January, February, March, we put these intentional sins and we die to them. And now we're into April, May, and June. Now they must be buried. All right? Out of sight. Now, look at the thoughts. Go to Proverbs 23, 7 in the Amplified, please, Todd. I got to use my notes just a little bit tonight, guys. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Now, that's talking about my cardia, my head, my intellect, my mind. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink. Yes, his heart is not with you, but is girding the cost. So as I am thinking and as I am thinking and thinking, so I am. Well, that's all well and wonderful if I'm thinking on God's word. But what if I'm not? If I'm not, then I am now fellowshipping with Satan. We get thoughts from two sources. It's either going to come from God or it's going to come from Satan. My head is just the processor. It's the hard drive. I'm either going to receive the thoughts from God and I'm going to think on those thoughts or I'm going to receive the thoughts from Satan and I'm going to think on those thoughts. And when I begin to think on the satanic thoughts, now the demonic mindset takes over. 
and I'm fellowshipping with the enemy. Sometimes ignorantly. I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not good enough. You get it? I can't do that. Every time we say that, we deny the blood of Christ. You literally deny Christ when you say that. Because when I say that, I'm saying His blood that was shed for me was not good enough. Because He said what? I can do what? All things through Him who strengthens me. Right? So my thinking, I have to have a mindset of only saying what God said. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I only say what the Father says. Amen? Everybody else has taught this. I don't know that I've really ever taught this this hard. So this is my first time. But this is not a new message. Not for this body. But we got some new folks and this is burial season. So now's a good time to refresh. Amen? Amen. It's for me. Every time I speak something, it's for me. First. It's for me first. Amen? So the thought, the thought is going to frame my words. All right? As Joyce Meyer said, think about what you're thinking about. Now, Todd, if you will, in the New King James Version, I want you to go to Matthew 12, 34 through 35. My words, my words, my words. Now also, think about this. I can learn to close my mouth and still think demonically. Come on. Come on. I've done it. I can still discipline the tongue and think demonically. My eyes? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shows up in my eyes. Come on. Just telling the truth. All right. I told you she was going to laugh. Yeah, wait, it's going to get better. Brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, my intellect again, the mouth will speak. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So whatsoever I am speaking now, I'm putting into the atmosphere, into law. Amen? Y'all with me? Yeah, I need my wingman. Thank you. Where's I need one over here? There's Teresa. Thank you. I preached in a black church here a couple weeks ago. It ruined me. Huh? You don't get it? I got to explain it to Lee. You don't get it. <laughs> they weren't quiet. <laughs> Praise God. So what I'm letting go out of my mouth matters. And I said, okay, God, if I'm fellowshipping with the devil, when I'm demonically influencedly thinking, what happens, what am I doing when I'm speaking? 
I'm asking God these questions and He's answering me. What am I doing when I'm speaking these words into the atmosphere? Oh boy, I had to write it down. I had to stop and write it down. He said, when you speak words fellowshipping with Him, that you are now doing His bidding, speaking into His kingdom. I don't want to do Satan's bidding. Can you imagine this? When I'm speaking things that are not of God, I'm literally speaking into the kingdom of death, destruction, decay and ruin. Thank you. Who wants to do that? Do we want to do that? No. No. Guard. I love what David, man, David's so cool. Put a guard on my mouth, oh God. Put a guard on my lips, Lord. Put a guard on your mouth. But at the same time, change your thoughts. So he said, when you speak his bidding, you're speaking into his kingdom. See, Satan needs your mouth like God needs your mouth. Everything God has, Satan does in the opposite effect. When I speak, I mean, I'm going to speak in either kingdom. Power choice, where's that chart at? Now, all right, y'all with me? All right. And I, and I even killed, I just squashed my whole intro because I said, how do we fellowship with the devil? And there's three ways, words, thoughts, and actions. So the third one is actions. And this is what God told me here is powerful this morning. Look at James 1.15. James 1.15. Thank you, Todd. You're awesome. Then, when desire has conceived... It gives birth to what? Sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings death. <laughs> Trouble. Let me ask you something. I wonder if David, King David, was, could be here right now. He said, if I had it to do all over again when I was on that roof I would have turned away from Bathsheba I'd have went back down into my chambers grabbed my heart until the indignation passed oh I was thinking about you when I was in that get in your chamber until the indignation passes if David could say, if I could do it over all oh, the pain and suffering it caused David, caused him to lose a child. All because what? When it came full grown and it all started with the thought. He looked out. She looked good. She looked fine. Boy, at blue King David's mind. Here she come. Come on, man. I could have been I could have been doing something else. He could have went Lionel Richie. She's a brick house. 
Hey, come on, man. It's, there's not a man in this room that has not dealt with this. Not one. Lust of the eye. Come on. Amen? I've dealt with it. There's not a man here that hasn't. If you are, you need to come up in and preach it. I'll sit down. I mean, you've been walking down the street and you go, I'm out of focus. Come on. Right? Come on. But it, it, it becomes full-blown what? Sin. And I said, okay, God, I'm asking God this today. I said, Lord, how to, man, I don't want to fellowship with my thoughts. I don't want to speak His bidding. But God, when it becomes full-blown sin and it's come to maturity, what is it then? What have I done then? I said, God, really? Is, is this you? He said, at this point, you are laying yourself on the altar of Satan in worship. I shook. Come on. Is that not powerful? Does it give you a different perspective? Because, man, I, I don't know how many times I've quoted these scriptures. At nauseam sometimes. You know, they're just in you. Whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. By the confession of your mouth, let it be done unto you. You know, you spit them out. But thank God, you've got to be those words. Become those words. I can't believe that when it becomes full-blown sin, I have laid myself on the altar and worship the Satan. Come on, man, that's powerful stuff. So there's three ways you fellowship with Satan. You fellowship with him with your thoughts. You fellowship with him with your mouth. And you fellowship when you come full-blown mature to sin. Jesus said, if you confess my name, you must turn from all evil. I must turn. You know, I started I started the 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 um, message in Hinesville a couple weeks ago, and I said, is it possible, and you guys are going to know this, is it possible for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, operating in my gift, and yet not be full of God? And the church quite quiet, they looked at me, and finally somebody in the back went, yeah. And I said, exactly, I did it for 30 years. I was a good guy, I love God, but my head was anything but full of God. I was speaking his bidding and laying on his altar, confessing Jesus. Man, we have got to be filled with the Holy Spirit, consumed and filled with God and overflowing. That's what causes you to stand in a pool and everybody around the pool is in attention listening to you because the column of God is on you speaking. Amen? Oh, y'all quiet. Wing people. Okay, good. Thank you, Jesus. That was a good Halloween. I like that. Just like me. Just black, 70 pounds, big smile. All right. Now, 
Praise God. As I said earlier, this was going to be an exhortation tonight. Not an exorcism. We'll do that later. But an exhortation. This is urgent advice. I kind of looked it up today, not none of the Greek, just in the plain old Webster's. Urgent advice. Urgent advice. My thoughts must be guarded. My lips must be guarded. And my actions must reflect the character of God. Amen? All right. I'm not going to preach long. Now, I want to get back because remember I said that sometimes we can be in ignorance. Our lips being closed, we discipline. You discipline your lips. You discipline your mouth. When you get to a level, you start disciplining yourself to be quiet. A wise man's quiet, right? But still be thinking wrong. And it can come so subtly. What was that for? It can come so subtly. And you not understand. You, you know, like I said, I'm just not good enough. I'm going to tell you something. I've dealt with that since I've been ordained. Come on. Ministers aren't exempt from this. We have to go through it, do it at even greater measure sometimes. I don't tell you. This is going to hit some of you, and I want it to hit you right between the eyes because I'm tired of seeing it myself. Todd, go with me to James, excuse me, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 9. Y'all remember me talking about the Old Testament and the word of the Lord came? Y'all remember this? I love this. I do love this. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I had you for a specific calling. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Not only was Jeremiah going to speak to Israel, but the neighboring nations. Okay. So what does Jeremiah do? God is such a patient, loving God. The first thing Jeremiah says is, Hey, God, oh, time out. I think you messed up. I'm just a ute. Just a ute. I'm just a kid. Who's going to listen to me? Now, there's two rules when, when thus saith the Lord and the word of the Lord came. When a minister speaks to you, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, or when a donkey is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, this is, what, this is the number one rule. God's word will always accomplish what He says it will accomplish and it cannot lie. Rule two. When you enter the stupid factory and you reason it for 14 days, refer back to rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You with me? His word will not lie. It won't change. He pointed his finger at me at 14. He never changed his mind. He just had to convince me. Amen? So the first thing God has to do is slap Jeremiah on the back of the head and change his what? His mouth. Ah, Lord God, I'm a youth. Behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say, do not say, I am a youth. For you shall go to whom I send you. Next. And wherever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. I've stood up here in the beginning and I was scared to death of you. <laughs> Sweated through my clothes. Scared of your faces. Wanting to run out the back door. Gene, you got it wrong, brother. You have messed up. I'm a ute. I got her snorting. I'm doing my job. Amen? Come on, how many times have you felt like that? How many times has God given you the opportunity to open your mouth to somebody to tell them that Jesus is the answer to their solution and you shut your mouth? Trembling in fear of their faces. Don't fear their faces. That's a sermon, man. Write that down, Todd. So God immediately does three things with Jeremiah. Three things. First off, he says, don't speak disqualification. Did you not hear me? Go back to verse 3, Todd. Or verse 4. Verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you. Jeremiah, what part of that didn't you hear? So if God speaks to you, the word is going to carry you. Amen? He's, God's just saying, just obey me. Just obey me. Do it afraid. Just obey me. Obey me from the beginning to the end. Just obey me. Trust me. Rely on me. Have confidence in me. I said it. I am. Come on. God said, I am. Trust me. Trust when I speak to you. Or speak with them, or a minister speaks to you on his behalf. Trust. The second thing, the first thing, God says, don't speak disqualification. The second thing He says is, don't say but what I tell you to say. Amen? Don't say anything but what I tell you to say. And the third thing He says to Jeremiah in this, is fear not. What does it say? Keep going. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. 
Do not be afraid of their faces. Now, come on. I understand, Jeremiah. Don't you? It's an age-old situation with the Lord. He goes to Moses. He shows up in a burning bush that's not being consumed. And the burning bush is speaking to him. And he goes, uh, uh, Sin Aaron. Right? God said, I don't want to send Aaron. I chose you. So don't ever say again, I'm not good enough. shows up I'll stop he could do more with a laugh and I could do an hour and a half up here amen laughter is good for the heart man merry to the heart okay now hold on alright we good do not be afraid of their faces Man. For I am, I am. If you read it in, in my New King Journey, it's italicized, I am. I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Come on, I am with you to deliver you. Trust me, rely on me, have confidence in me. Then, then, the Lord put forth His hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Come on. Now, what is the significance of God touching Jeremiah's mouth? That wasn't the first prophet he touched his mouth. Come on. What's the significance? He killed the guilt and he moved the iniquity. Boom. 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 I'm sorry? Yes. Y'all following now? He touched his mouth. Now, I got to give you a testimony, man. I got to be transparent for a second. Three months ago, not, not even maybe three months ago, I had this happen to me where he touched my mouth. 
and you don't even know it, and you're right in the middle of it. It was after a pastor's conference, I think two or three months ago, and it was leading up to the giving away of my car. Lee became a prophet to me that day, and she didn't even know it. I was discerning. I've been trying to tell you this for how long I we can we don't hardly see each other to talk. I was in the office over there, your old office, and we were talking about some of our people, some of the sheep that we love so dearly in this place, that we nurture, we pastor, we teach, we exhort. Oh dear Lord, on and on and on. We love, we love. Gina, go, go talk to God. I'm going, I love you. Come here, come here, come here. I love you. Jesus, go talk to God. I love you, I love you. Come here, come here. I know, I know. He told me that too. <laughs> if he doesn't ever go, go talk to God, you won't ever grow. Mercy, mercy, mercy. And I lost my train of thought. Where was I? You're in the office. I was in the office. Thank you. Evangelist mindset. We can wonder a little bit. So I'm in the office. We're in the office. And we're talking about you. Come on, back to earth here. Come on. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, sh- I thought I should have been a comedian, I guess. So I'm in, I'm in the office and we're talking about you. And Lee, out of her mouth, she goes, all of a sudden, people have got to come to the awareness to know that they belong if they've been called here. She was very firm. And when she said it, it pierced my spirit. Like a man. And my head hit the table. My head hit the table because it pierced me. But I'm telling you something. I didn't realize it till I started studying this. That day, God touched my mouth. Because something shifted amazingly in me. There was a whole nother level of boldness that came on me. There was a whole nother level of power that came out of me. And I'm not as scared of the faces anymore. It was a bonus like I'd never felt before because he touched my mouth because my mouth was speaking right, but my mind was thinking wrong. Come on, this is transparency at its best. Not patting me on the back, but this is what I went through. We have to go through it before you will because we can't minister it until we do. Amen. So, when the next time, my mercy, the next time a demonically influenced thought 
tells you that you're not good enough or that you don't belong or that I can't do what they do. I can't preach like you preach. I can't teach like Lee teaches. The next time this comes on you, understand where it's coming from. Come on. This is good stuff. Wing people. Thank you. That was a good one there. I like that. Come on. Praise Him. Praise Him. Understand, I taught a lesson a long time ago. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. Because if this is the way you're thinking, your heart, and God knows the intent of your heart, but if you're thinking wrong, you are stopping the process of God. Amen? Todd, how long have I been up here? Preach? Huh? 38 minutes? That's it? That's another thing. Lee gets up there, she can teach for an hour and a half. Wow. You know? But you're, an, uh, you're an evangelist. You're the evangelist. Yes. <laughs> hey. Okay. You're, y'all are crowd tonight, let me tell you. I, I got what I asked for. I got what I asked for. Um, Todd, would you please go to James? Go to James 1 and 21. What saves? Man, I, I'm, I'm my own worst, worst enemy here. Calm down, people. Calm down. (laughs) Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Praise the Lord. (laughs) They don't know who they're dealing with. They don't know. That's just too funny right there. That is just too stinking funny. Give me James 1.18 in the amp, please. I'm, I'm winding up because y'all are out of control. <clears throat> James 1.18. And it was, I want you to listen to this now. Come on. And it was of his own free will. Now listen to this. This is powerful. God showed me this today. 
This is powerful. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself for what? Ministry. Come on. Y'all see this? For ministry. You know, I, I was created. And you were created. He knew you before he, you were in your mother's womb. He called you. He predestined you. He's got a job for you. Just for you, Daniel. Just for you. Just for you, Mamie. It's not my job. It's not her job. It's your job. Your destiny with Him. Come on, is that good? Praise God. I'm I'm wrapping up. Have you guys enjoyed this tonight? It's been a little different. Okay. There's, the Lord showed me three people to speak directly over. And I won't, and I won't, and then I'm, I'm going to bring it to another level and Brother Mac's going to help me. So um, I need the lights. Give me some music, Todd. <laughs>